warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio. Juan is still holding up his glass. We have David to my right. Juan back on the buttons. Good to have you back, Juan. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. We have a special guest in the studio tonight that is also going to be our guest and our unofficial bodyguard this evening because Jim is not in the uh, in the studio. But we have Deacon Michael Halbrook, who not only uh, is our special guest because we're going to talk about um, being a good, holy man and striving for freedom, but also you've been a, a, a patron of the show for many, many years. Long time, yeah. This is, this is the house, like, you know, like, the house that Rockney built, like Notre Dame, this is the house that you built. It's really exciting, actually. It's an honor. <laughs> I don't remember how many years, but it's it's, it's been, been an honor. yeah, it's been quite cool. a bit. Yeah, and actually, as a as one of the the members of the Council of Man, if I could ask, yes, is the cookie baby Jesus or is it <laughs> Thomas Aquinas? Okay, yeah. So Dave does not know anything about this because he he is uh, on I our Council of Man page. I know the answer. On our, yeah, on our Council of Man page, though, there has been a, a, a much talk. About whether our uh, cookie of, you know, we have the the, the Catholic Mansion cookie, right, right, and then we have another cookie. This year was different than the one we normally do because we normally do the truck with the tree. Mm-hmm. Cheers to Jesus. We decided to go something different. Uh, we picked a, a saint. Spoiler alert for, for what the answer Thomas is. Aquinas. It's Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. Yeah. It's Thomas Aquinas. You know, the Catholic answer could have been both, right? Like it could be red either way, but. I like Thomas Aquinas. That's a good one. I mean, it could have been it could have been Jesus with a tonsure, or it could, or it could just be Saint Thomas Aquinas. I just had to ask yeah. on behalf of all no, of yeah, the members no, of the I council. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's really cool too because uh, you've had a chance to meet uh, a lot of the council man or several council man members that mm-hmm. I have. We have not got a chance to meet yet. Yeah, that's true. Like I was thinking in my travels in my previous job, like New York City, I met members. Indianapolis, I met members. That is, yeah. I hadn't realized you guys had not met some of them, but yeah, the council is quite a brotherhood. Yeah, of you know men that both support this mission that you guys have, as well as just like together, in, you know, in yeah. faith. So, yeah, uh, when like back when I was still on Facebook, I was actually thinking about, hey, you know, when we travel, let's see if we can never get a like, let's see if we can pull it off, like never getting a hotel, because you know we had mm-hmm. people all over the country supporting us, and yeah. Likely there was going to be someone nearby like, yeah. hey, can we crash with you? <laughs> well, I, well, even like I don't want to name names, but like there was one council member in New York City. I was there on a work trip. We went to this this bar for dinner, ended up staying for a trivia night that they had. I think we got like second place in the trivia night that night. In oh, the, really? Was, like we represented. It was pretty cool. That yeah, is awesome. awesome. Yep. Juan, didn't you meet some, didn't you meet one of the me- council members? Did you meet 
like Andrew, Andrew, well, Andrew DeJoseph? That is who it was. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, now that you've awesome. named him. Yeah, okay. And you yeah, you met, you <laughs> hang out with Jim Finster. The Finster. Yeah. I, oh, you Dallas. know what? I prayed for him this morning. Nice. Jim? Yeah. Shout out to you. You I haven't I haven't talked to Jim in a while. He was just on my mind as I was leaving the gym. No, actually, <laughs> no correlation. I didn't actually think about Jim and Jim, but yes. that is what Surely happened. Surely you not. That is actually what happened. So humble. There you go. When you're just at the gym, you don't think about like, I'm at the gym. You know, yeah. you're just like doing it and you're leaving. And I was like, oh, Spinster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope he's doing well. But now that I tell the story, it, there was very obvious. funny. Yeah. It's yeah. obvious. Our brains work. So yeah. you are all, you're a part of the Diocese of Springfield. In Illinois. Uh, and you uh, became a deacon, what? You were ordained what, two years June ago? June of 26 of 2021 by Bishop Paprocki. Okay, so only a year, a little over a year Do ago. you know David Williams, creator of St. Cards? Yes, uh, not personally, oh, but I know should. of him. You I should. should. Yeah. You should fix that. Yeah. I, sh- I should, actually, because we play St. Cards occasionally. Yeah, he's so, yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. He's you will, you will not regret it. Yep. Yeah, he's really great. Um, okay, so we're also drinking uh, Lagavulin uh, 11 year. This is the Nick Offerman edition. Uh, this is a charred oak casks. Aged 11 years, 46% ABV. Um, it's going to be great if you like peated scotch. It's going to be great because Lagavulin is one of the best out mm-hmm. there outside of Laphroaig. Yeah. It's one of the best. So you, one of, so you like Laphroaig more than Lagavulin? <clears throat> you know, it's really tough. Like, if it's co- really cold outside, I prefer Laphroaig. Okay. Uh, if it's if it's just like here, like we're, we're out here right yeah. now, uh, I'd, I'd probably prefer Lagavulin. See, I think Lagavulin is uh, is more well balanced. I, I think it's a better a better Scotch. The reason I was such a Laphroaig fan in the beginning is because mm-hmm. it was cheap. Oh, you know, yeah, it was like forty okay. for forty two dollars. It's like I was all about it, baby. Yeah, and now it's like sixty and sixty five, sixty seven at the liquor store I went to today. I looked. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was like hope. I always go. I go into the liquor store with so much hope. Just shattered it. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> right. And it's just like, oh, it's gone up again. That, yeah. It's going up. Okay. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers, Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers. So you're going to get uh, the obvious uh, peat smoke, yeah. iodine smell that Lagavulin always does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the unique part about this one, uh, I think, is is the uh, like sweet uh, apple or berry type of taste at the very beginning of the palate before you get the the nice warmth of um, Lagavulin. Yep. That's what I was going to say. It starts sweet, then it turns strong. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so well balanced. That's what Lagavulin, like, mm-hmm. that's why it's a cut above, I think. It's like the Catholic man. Very well balanced. So well balanced. When oh. he's executing at his finest. What an analogy. Mm-hmm. Not even candy related. Adam, you make the best <laughs> analogies. <laughs> we were on... Uh, Have I ever told you that? We were on Godsplaining not not too long ago, and we were we were talking about how terrible of analogies I give. and then Which da- is not true. That's what I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave like came came to my... Fan, like, I was trying to, in humility, being like, listen, I, do, I give terrible analogies. It's false humility. And then Dave was like, no, you don't. And I was like, I'm talking about candy. I always use candy for analogy. I don't know why. I don't even really like candy all that much, but that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. And then That's like, why it's so funny when he's like, you know, it's just like candy. <laughs> right? Oh, no. Here <laughs> we then, go again. That's, yeah. it's like, that's where you go. Like, that's, 
it's funny that that was like, and it was really a phase. You just had a, I had a it phase. Was, it was a candy analogy phase, phase you went through. I've matured, and it was a uh, you know like more we wholesome all, foods. We all go through like kind of a rough patch. <laughs> In all I'm facets of our lives. I'm staying and that. that was just one that you had on a podcast that everyone can listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is just a it's an unfortunate way to do it. <laughs> With one of our most famous guests. Yeah. And I'm told this was this was some kind of analogy around like Mary at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Uh, I think right. so. Juan likes to bring it up about every time. I uh, play for him. He plays it for me every once in a while. We had Tim Staples. Pum, pum, pum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I, I have a question for you, Adam. Speaking of Juan, last year, okay. around this time, mm-hmm. Juan left you what has become, in our circle of friendship, an epic voicemail. Yes. That he yeah. uh, was in a, a prophetic state, maybe, um, is one way you could put it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. Um, so, you know, he had been in, imbibing prophetic beverages. Yeah. Uh, and he enjoying merriment, right? Yeah, it was a it was a celebration, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he left you a voicemail mm-hmm. assuring you that this would be the year of the Minahan supremacy. <laughs> and I just want your opinion. Looking back on the year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, in its in its glories you and know. its struggles, sure. Has this been, in fact, the year of the Minahan supremacy? Yeah, I think that's a a tough question to answer, uh, being that I'm not really sure what all that means uh, or how to interpret it. There's a couple days left, too. And there's a couple days left, so who knows? it all for the end. Uh, However, I will say that, you know, we got a chance to, uh, my wife and I got a chance to go to Ireland. Uh, We found out in Ireland that we were going to have a baby. And, you know, here in in like seven weeks, my wife... You went to Ireland twice this year. Yep. Yep, but in seven weeks, my, my wife is going to be uh, giving giving birth to a new baby. So, and Juan, I would now like your opinion. Has this, in your in your opinion, been the year of the Minahan supremacy? I just don't think it could have been any better. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, uh, you dominated uh, you dominated at your new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, complete I mean, I lo- supremacy. I lo- yeah, I love my new complete job. Complete supremacy. So this is like. Uh, uh, like a Mortal Kombat supremacy. I guess so. I'm going to have to give one my phone number so that I can get a <laughs> New Year's Eve voicemail this year. Oh, you will, bro. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, so, Deacon, also, you uh, so you also have four boys. Four boys. My um, wife, Suzanne. Your wife, Suzanne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys just uh, recently built a home not too long ago. Got mm-hmm. the kiddos moved in. Everything going well on the home front and then i took a new job and you took a new job yes, yes. Yeah. so you were uh you were a part of a software company that is very big very well known that everybody knows that everybody knows we won't name it just out of i'm not sure if that's prudence. a good thing yeah prudence mm-hmm. um but you were big time in the corporate world uh probably doing just fine like you know fantastic yeah. wonderful people right like great right. mission started to fall away from the mission right and a couple of years ago had some conversations around maybe doing some some more in the church on mission and then just this last year something just kind of i wouldn't say fell out of the sky mm-hmm. but there was definitely providence working in a path towards what i'm doing now okay so when we get back i'd like to uh rehash that story rehash like the idea of what that was like what your mind frame was at the time was it an easy yes was it an easy sell to the wife <laughs> uh and then we'll get into the topic. How's that sound? Sure. 
sitting here drinking Lagavulin H11 Nick Offerman edition. We'll be right back. Since the earliest centuries, Catholics have been called to sanctify the home by making it a little church. Family meals, shared gathering spaces, and the most mundane tasks, all of these are to be taken up into the higher dimension and bathed in prayer. But in the modern world, it is easy to lose sight of this fact and shape our homes around the latest consumer trends. In Living Beyond Sunday, the Niles and Minahan families take the mystery and guesswork out of the domestic church, showing you how to sanctify your home simply, wisely, and practically. Every Catholic family should own a copy of this book. That endorsement is from Sam Guzman, the Catholic gentleman. Go check out our new book that we have out by Ascension Press, ascensionpress.com, Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, our special guest, Deacon Michael Halbrook. Uh, mm, wow. All the way from Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's right. You drove here. I did. That was not the original plan. No. But an airline let us down. Think Southwest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, here on the Catholic Man Show, we, we name the names. <laughs> so my wonderful wife last night, when I got home from Indianapolis, taking three of the four boys to a basketball game, we realized the flight was canceled, and she's like, I think you should drive. So, wow. You know, it was quite a day. It's fun. It's been a journey, but it's good to be here. Yeah. We're glad that you are. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Okay. So, you were uh, doing really well in the corporate world, like in, in, enjoying your job, not actually probably actively looking for another job. That's true. Yeah. And then uh, what happened? I was very blessed. Um, great teammates, uh, really loved what I was doing for many years. Last December, actually, was out to dinner with a couple of coworkers, was even talking about like, I think, you know, in five years, we're going to retire. I'm going to start a homeless shelter. That was my that was my goal. Um, hmm. And then in May, mm-hmm. I was uh, invited to go out to meet with the, the men of Exodus 90 uh, to talk about ways that they can better support parishes. On that route to Fort Wayne, driving around Indianapolis from St. Louis. I'm a driver, I guess. Um, I was praying the rosary, and I just, I literally heard, it's clear as day, you're going to be a leader in Exodus. Had no idea what that meant. Um, Until the next day, we had had the meetings, and then James, the founder, CEO, uh, walked me out and kind of floated this idea that he needed a a COO to help help scale and grow and lead the company forward. Um, And it's just been an honor to join that team. It was about five months of discernment, uh, prayer with him, kind of talking with Suzanne, trying to figure out, is this the right step uh, for me, for our family, for our career, for the mission? And uh, it all just kind of continued to fall into place. So it was about two months ago, made the leap. And uh, gosh, I've been grateful to God ever since. It's, it is a mission that matters in today's world, you know, repairing the culture through helping men become better men. Um, free us, form us. I myself was impacted by it twice, three times, going through Exodus 90. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a blessing. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about uh, Exodus 90 on, on the show quite a bit and, and ha- the impact that it's had on both of our lives, both of our prayer lives, mm-hmm. um, the, the point, you know, to the point where uh, we pick up, we've picked up extra holy hours throughout the week because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but I don't want to, uh, I guess at the beginning here, I don't want to focus, uh, I want to focus on why, like, striving, like why we should do this. We, we named this episode Striving for Freedom, mm-hmm. right? Right, and like so, w- like we talked a lot about Exodus 90 in a lot of episodes, 
really I'm more interested in why does it work? You know, wh- why, do, you know, like, okay, take away the name from Exodus 90, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because Exodus 90 isn't really trying to get us to do anything unique, right? It's, it's asking us mm-hmm. to do things that the church has been asking us to do for a long, long the time. Of the you know, okay, so mm-hmm. the right. ex- Exodus has put together like a specific variety right. of, these, of these kinds of disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, disciplines? Dis- thank you, disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like fasting, um, which is really Surprise. mostly mostly right. what it is, you know, right. fasting from a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Why does that help us? Yeah, well, I, I think it's, you know, to your point, Adam, it's, it's not about those things that you're fasting from, it's what you're doing it for at the end of the day. Sure. And I think my own journey through Exodus as well, like in 2016, the first time, two years ago, the second time, last year with a fraternity for the first time, um, realizing through that journey what I wasn't paying attention to, what I wasn't prioritizing in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. You, I think in today's culture, in today's world, you actually don't realize or see a lot of that because you're so distracted by everything else that has become important as you've gone through life. And then you realize, wait, like through this exercise, you realize those have become idols. Those have become things that have become more important than they should. And they're actually distracting me from the things that actually matter. I think that's that's kind of the basics of the yeah. journey. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely right. And what you said about what are you fasting for, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of tell in the beginning whether people have that or if, if they have if that hasn't clicked, mm-hmm. it either needs to click for them very very soon right. when when that when someone begins a a program like Exodus or uh, it's you just burn yourself out because. Yeah. Uh, if you're taking cold showers for the simple sake of following a rule, mm-hmm. um, well, that rule sucks. It's not about you checking know, that box, right? right? You know? right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But when you, when all of a sudden you realize, hey, there's this is an avenue of grace mm-hmm. for my family, you know, that transforms what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my question, though, is, is kind of more on a natural level because there's just something about learning to discipline yourself. Whether you're offering it up for your family or not, simply a man who is disciplined has something that a man he has something that a man who doesn't have that. That's true. Doesn't have is that what the right way to say that he, ha- he, yes. he has something that a man does not have. Right. Yes, right. Yeah. So, like, what? Why is it like eating less makes you more? Well, I I think it's interesting because that that asceticism, if you will, that fast, I think ties to another pillar, which is the fraternity aspect. Because it's when you're when you're joined with a brother that's helping you like reason through that, talk through that, understand that. Yeah. It actually gives it more of that meaning. It points out more of that meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to just doing it on your own. Um, so I think the asceticism tied to that pillar of fraternity also helps because um, sure. it turns it helps through that conversation turn it away from the focus on you towards the focus on the others that are mm-hmm. around. Yeah, uh, uh, this quote I, I had to pull up. It reminded me of from a uh, uh, Clear Creek Father Maury. Uh-huh. Um, he said in, in this talk uh, that he gave, he said, in this life, be very suspicious if you ever find joy without penance, which is the spiritus mundi, you know, like the spirit of the world, mm-hmm. uh, or penance without joy, which is Jainism or Puritanism. Mm-hmm. Joy and penance are and must be inseparable. They go together like whiskey and cigars, like bacon and acorns. Yeah, I know another guy uh, named Plato. Who wrote about this? You know him. In Phaedo. He said something. Yeah. He had his, he put it in the words of Socrates, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's just absolutely true that. Like when I, re- when I, when I 
had that quote. That quote right there, like to me, like mm-hmm. summarizes what Exodus ninety really is. Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's this about it's this. Uh, I mentioned before, like when I first did Exodus ninety, man, it was just a almost like a grip bearing down, just trying to get trying to do it. Right. Um, not I think because I was probably maybe a little too um, scrupulous with it, but mm-hmm. then also like I just wanted to to do it well. Right. I wanted to win. I wanted, uh, yeah. There's two dangers there, right? right? Like, I think one danger is like the man that goes into it for like, it's going to be the victory, right? Like, I'm going to check these boxes. I'm going to do this thing, right? The other, the opposing danger, I think, is the man that that is fearful of it, right? And says like, I'm not even going to try it because Mm -hmm. these things are too hard, too scary, right? Like, without realizing the meaning of them or even giving it a try, right? And in the middle, there's a mean, right? right? So sure, yeah. And and that that middle, the second time I did it, was much more joyful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it was actually because I did I did do it the right way, mm-hmm. but I did it for the right reason. Right. It wasn't oh I'm I need to do this to like mm-hmm. get my appetites is more uh, under control is more of prove your manhood to prove, yeah to prove right. it, mm-hmm. to prove I could do it. It was more I want to do this for the love of my family, mm-hmm. for the love of my friends, yes. um, to do that, and, and like for the love of God, like to grow closer to our Lord. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, that was just such a different switch in my mind and like right. in and like in the experience of Exodus 90 so like those guys who may have done it once mm-hmm. uh and been like no i've checked that box right uh i would highly encourage you guys to, every year yeah to do it to do it yeah, again sure yes because it's going to be different your experience will be different mm-hmm. right because i think if you think oh it's a it's a box to check well there's another box that you didn't check mm-hmm. and it's the whole spiritual side of it and if if you are checking that box really then you understand why you would want to check it again and again and again and and it's like it's not a box that you just check once and you're done exactly sort of like going to mass on sunday for instance right right and and we analogy thank you or eating candy like you're not just gonna eat candy one time (laughs) and you you see this a lot in parish ministry too right like people are asking like what's the rule what's the thing i have to do it's not about checking the box right like it's about that cycle of growth um, and I think, you know, one of the things you'll hear us focus on even more this year as you start the first few days of Exodus 90 before we even really talk too much about the disciplines is the why, right? Like really asking the men to focus on, recall, like come come to grips with and write, why am I doing this? What's the meaning for this journey for me this time around? Uh, and starting there is the important place. And whether you've done, I mean, I've done that. I've done the why. I've given, mm-hmm. you know, written it down. I've given it to my wife, you mm-hmm. know, made sure that she knows. And I think that there might be a temptation to say, like, well, I've already done that. She knows why I'm doing it. You know, I don't need to do I don't need to do that again. No, like, no, do it. It's a love letter, man. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. you think your wife doesn't like getting written things about how like where you write down how you love her and you know, like you're willing to do all these like kind of ridiculous things, you know, to mm-hmm. to be a the better man for her. you think she doesn't like getting those kinds of letters, okay? Because she does, I'll tell you. Now I'm feeling like, like a failure because like, I have not shared my why. With like, my wife. Write it down. <laughs> Thank you, David. Yeah, well, it hasn't started yet. It's plenty of time. time. You have time. You have time. Yeah, so I mean, like, definitely do that. Uh, all of the, if, if you're going to do Exodus 90, and, you know, like, obviously on this show, we highly encourage people to do it. Um, but, you know, there are these two... Um, there, there's natural and, and, and supernatural virtue. And Exodus, or these kinds of programs even... They really help you strive for both. Because even like Adam, what you're telling, the first time you did it, mm-hmm. it was kind of more on a natural level. Th- right. That doesn't mean it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because natural virtue is still a very, very important thing. You need, grace builds on nature, right? So if we don't have these natural virtues first, 
then you won't be able to have charitable virtues. You know, you won't be able to, to practice supernatural virtues, right? So if you hadn't gone through that first exodus, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have been able to do the second one. You know, as mm-hmm. obvious as that, you know, is. But it was because mm-hmm. you know it's like, oh, hey, yes. Now, I, you know, self mastery comes. That's kind of like the first step um, that we need to strive for in these habitual virtues. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you can't let your appetites control you because if you let your appetites control you, they would be so loud, you can't pray very well. Right. You can't mm-hmm. listen to your, your wife or your children very well. Uh, you, you put yourself above you know, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, everybody around you because you're yeah. listening to your appetites too, too much. Yep. So um, when we get back, I want to talk about actually, though, some of the benefits uh, in, in between the breaks, we, we were talking about how actually giving some of these up allows you to do different things with your family. Right. Uh, and I think that's a big por- a part of it. Totally. We'll be right back. Whether you want to pray a daily holy hour or you want to hit up adoration once a week, we have a guide that is designed to help you show up and open yourself to Christ. It's downloadable and it's mobile friendly. Go to xs90.com slash tcms. That's tcms for the Catholic Man Show. xs90.com slash tcms for a downloadable mobile friendly guide on how to make a holy hour. Something that we are absolutely terrible at doing and remembering to do is to ask if you like the show to leave a review on podcast. I don't think we've we've done that in over a year. We've not asked anybody to do that in over a year. It's been at least a hundred episodes. It's since been- we've asked <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you could leave a, a, a rating and review for the podcast, we also uh, just have a new book out by Ascension Press, Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. You can leave a review on that too. You can. You can leave a review on that on Amazon or on ascensionpress.com. Uh, Before you read it though. No, it would not be prudent to do so. Well, just so. <laughs> it, it is worth reading and then reviewing. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, so, Deacon, uh, before the break, we were talking about like some of the benefits that you actually get by doing some of these asceticism like, mm-hmm. practices. Uh, what have you seen? Well, you know, at a, at a basic level, right, in my own personal life, I've seen more of an awareness of when I'm doing some of those things that I've started to break my attachment to, like using the cell phone when the family's around, yeah. right? Like that's such a basic thing, but then you, you grow in this awareness of it and this desire then to actually be more focused on the family. Um, in my fraternity, I've seen the men actually become more free of more of those things to where they don't even realize that, that they would have desired holy hours. And then all of a sudden they do, right? Like it totally flips the prayer life around too, which then from that flows even more blessings into the family. I think at, at, at the deepest kind of spiritual level for me, it's been like when I'm doing some of those asceticisms and I know that I'm offering them for my wife or in some cases, like for one of my sons that I know is having a really hard time with something at that moment that day um, and seeing it actually impact them, mm. right? Like really seeing it bear fruit, um, it, it hits hard. Mm-hmm. It hits hard. It, it really helps you realize what the value of those moments, those offerings. Something that happened this weekend, we, we went we went hunting, and I was taking up my oldest out there to hunt. And doe season. Doe season, yep. And uh, we were out there, and hunting gives you a lot of opportunity to, to just spend time w- with your son, because uh, mm-hmm. you're not doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're getting, just kind of sitting there. And so I asked him, I said, you know, what do you like about hunting? And he goes, well, I get to spend time with you, 
And then we may get a chance to fill the freezer full of meat for the family. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. Like not the thrill of being able to see, the, you know, the dough, mm-hmm. not the thrill of being able to shoot it, but that I get to spend time with you mm-hmm. and that we may be able to feed, feed the family. And like, it kind of like, it, like, like it yeah. hit me, you know, mm-hmm. I realized, oh man, how many times have I just not been available and made myself available? Cause mm-hmm. he, all yeah. he wants to do is just spend time with me. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids just, they just want to, I don't care what we do. We just, they just want to spend time with you. I thought he just wanted a Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and so many of us just miss that yeah. because the world, the culture have conditioned us to be tuned into other things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's the value of breaking that cycle. And actually refocusing your attention, actually making an exodus, if you will, from those Mm. things of the world. Yeah, so many problems exist in modernity. And I I don't think that um, modern things are actually the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but if you think about 200 years ago, there Mm -hmm. was no internet. Um, The father was essentially the source of knowledge for the family. Mm Okay, so there was no... For better or for worse. I mean, for better or for worse. Right, and and a, a valid argument is like, well, that's why so many things went so poorly. Because the father was a source of knowledge in the whole family, and maybe mm-hmm. he wasn't a very good source of knowledge in all things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's true. I mean, probably every man was a good source of knowledge for some things, mm-hmm. um, you know, but when it came to health, not every man's a doctor, not every man is an electrician, you know, not every, so yeah, that was a problem. At the same time, though, the family was united mm-hmm. uh, because of that, that, you know, and what fatherhood was respected, motherhood was guarded. You know, sonship was was felt. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm that man's son. Right. Um, you know, because the, the world existed here at the table. It does. There. You know, the world beyond this, outside the doors. That's that's outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this was the whole. Everything that mattered was at the dinner table. Um, and so now with modernity, we do have things. The internet is good. It's ultimately incredible you know it's it's one of mankind's greatest achievements is this thing called the internet it's our use it's the, it's, mm-hmm. it's the way that we um use it and you know mankind's habitual tendency to um towards concupiscence and like a disordered use of things whether it's hey we can get oranges you know we can get oranges all the time you know or candy all you know it's like things that didn't exist you you used to be able to only get you know seasonally and oh, let's just let's just totally devalue them and eat them every day you know but um, this is why we need asceticism we need to be able to like why you know why why put down the internet if the internet is good well right. the internet is good but we Rightly need ordered. to learn mm-hmm. to regulate ourselves we're not actually regulating the internet mm-hmm. I'm regulating myself right because I am the problem not the internet. Mm-hmm. It's me. Such humility. I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, let, me ask, let me ask this. Uh, one thing, I, the first time I actually did Exodus 90, the hardest thing was not the cold showers, was not uh, eating not eating between meals mm. or the alcohol. The hardest thing for me was sitting in silence for an hour in prayer. I hear that a lot. Like a, a lot of the men in my own fraternity talked about that because we're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Like we're surrounded in noise today. Um, but once you develop that muscle of desiring that time with God, um, you continue to return to it, right? In the highs and the lows. And that's for me, like one of the things about like t- deciding to, to go 
be part of this team and this mission was, you know, helping to reshape the culture around fatherhood, around manhood, reclaiming its its rightful place and focus. Mm. And a big part of that is it starts with prayer. It starts with God. It starts in anchoring in, in where we need to have our first focus. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Where, what do you give? What what advice do you give to those who aren't used mm-hmm. to the hour of of, of of prayer, the holy hour? It, it's different for every guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, like I saw in my own fraternity, like this last year, like just kind of hacking. Away. And the part of the value of that brotherhood is like talking through what's working and what's not together, which is why it's like it's always wise to invite a few other men that you respect to do this with you uh, so that you can talk about these things. But, you know, first, just like sitting there and focusing, literally telling you know, some guys will sit there and be like, I got the phone. Right. Like, well, step one is to like set that aside. Right. Like regulate your use of it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe start with 20 minutes like it might be okay. Like even though, you know, Exodus 90 says holy hour every day, right? Like it might be okay if you can make it 20 minutes, make it 20 minutes. If you can make it 30 minutes tomorrow, make it 30 minutes. You know, most, most people have not had any opportunity in life to learn how to meditate, how to pray contemplatively. Yeah. And that's a growth that just doesn't happen overnight. Right. So you support each other in it, you grow in it. Uh, your pastor, your deacon can help you with that. So, yeah, and schedule it out. You know, it doesn't, mm-hmm. you, you definitely need to do the 20 minutes yeah. all at once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't break that up. Right. Um, that's, I mean, that's really a minimum, but do, what about the rest of it? You, ra- you actually, you raise a really good point too, which is like, you actually start to restructure your day too, right? Like you have to find the time that it's going to work for you, for your family. Most men and most saints have written, or like most saints have written about like the morning is probably the best time for this. Yeah. And most men seem to find like that works like before the kids wake up or as the kids are waking up. Yeah. So like ordering and carving out the time, it's hard. Right, but that's I think that's part of this journey. Is it's hard in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but it becomes Mm -hmm. so. It's like the virtuous life. It's hard at the beginning. Then it becomes your norm, right? Right, and and so then you actually strive. You 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 you, you like desire it. It, You thirst for it. You know, Mm -hmm. it becomes intoxicating. And if you don't, then your wife and your kids start to notice it. They call you out on it. Like Suzanne, the number of times, like through the years that she's been like, "You didn't pray this morning," like I can tell, right? Oh yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Then what, what I like to do is, you know, like have that t- prayer time in the morning and then, oh, I'll pray a rosary later in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so between, you know, between mm-hmm. a rosary and at least 20 minutes of prayer, mm-hmm. you're almost to an hour. That's right. You're getting really close. Yeah. But but trying through those, <clears throat> through the, over the course of that time to try to grow in some contemplative prayer as well. Yeah. Or like just silent prayer. Just like having a conversation with God. We don't learn that a lot. Yeah. Right. But just opening our heart to like just speaking to that God that loves us and allowing him to speak to us in return. I mean, to me, that's my big testimony about, mm-hmm. about Exodus 90. And I know we're trying really hard not to make this episode literally, specifically right. about Exodus 90. It's just so freedom. hard. It's just freedom. so hard because, yeah. uh, like, mm-hmm. doing that, that 20 minutes of prayer, that's the thing mm-hmm. that really changed my life. Um, that's what I was missing Same. most. Um, uh, and, and, you know, like, today I just think about what would my I'm just my I'm just so different now. Mm-hmm. that I have that discipline of prayer in my life. And when I first started praying it, it's like, I remember day one, mm-hmm. I sat down, I was kneeling. I say I sat down, I was kneeling. And, I, you know, I, I like, sat uh, down for like two I minutes. Kneeling. I was like, hey, God, I love you. You know, that. You know, it's like, it's, thank you. Sorry. That's <laughs> a start, right? Like, that's, and then that's where like, many of us start. But yeah. you get to this point, it's like, mm-hmm. now, now mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Listen. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't know how to rest, right. you know? And so now mm-hmm. when I pray, a lot of it is 
I'm just doing nothing. I'm literally like just imagining myself. This is like something I like to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Is imagining myself. Yesterday was the feast of Saint John, mm-hmm. um, and just like Saint John at the Last Supper, just that I'm resting my head on the breast of Christ, mm-hmm. and just like He's holding me, telling me that He loves me, Amen. and I'm just like hearing that, and just like trying to comprehend it, you know, like He loves me, and like just letting it soak in, right. you know, and I just spend a long time, just like that, mm-hmm. and that's the freedom. Right, like that's the freedom that you're striving for. Because then all of a sudden you realize, like, you walk away from that that 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it becomes for you, and you're like, oh gosh, here comes the rest of the world. But you're more ready for it, uh-huh. right? Because now you're oriented towards what actually is important and yeah. what matters. Yeah, and it also has changed my imagination. You know, like it's it's done. It's called me to like form my imagination better. But having a better formed imagination has also mm-hmm. like helped my prayer life. Because you know, if you don't have a good if you're not creative, it's hard to sit there and picture yourself in that moment. What's it like, you know? So it's amazing how prayer will really start to form all of your faculties. Yes. And and, and heal them. That's the, that's the right starting point. Yeah. Anyway, this is the Catholic Man Show. We're talking with Deacon, Deacon Michael Halbrook. We'll be right back. Said it. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, We used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan and Deacon Michael Halbrook. We've got Juan Posada on the buttons. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, I just want to, you know, all right, since this has been like such an Exodus 90 episode, we've said in the beginning, hey, let's try to talk about fasting. You know, it's been pretty Exodus-y. <laughs> Exodus-y. I just want to like point this out. Mm-hmm. Exodus 90 is officially beginning. On what day, Deacon? January 9th. January 9th. You still have time. Mm-hmm. You still have a comfortable amount of time to form a fraternity. That's right. You can go to exodus90.com slash forward slash TCMS and get all the information you need about Exodus 90 on like how to download the app. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Including the Holy Hour Guide that you guys have. Yep, yes, right. that's guide. right. Yep. In case you need instructions. Because we were just talking about like, how do I... Do a holy hour. How do you do a holy hour? That's right. Yeah. And I think we just added some information on that page today to how, if you've done Exodus before, or if you haven't, how to invite a, a brother, right? So even if your fraternity mm. is two or three guys, right? Like, get... Talk get about that. Guys. Yeah. Which, yeah, like, talk about the power. 
of inviting somebody. Not even the power, just the necessity, right? Like you need mm-hmm. a brother, right? So, you do. So bring a brother along. But right? let's say you've got mm-hmm. like four or five guys. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Yeah. And you know, like, hey, this this four or five guys. Yeah, we did it last year. We did it the year before. We're doing mm-hmm. it again. I mean, rinse and repeat. What, or bring I mean, a few mother. Why few not? More. Why yeah. not invite somebody else? Exactly. Because isn't that is the point of the Christian life? Yeah. The Christian life, yes, strive for holiness, part one. But that's so that part two can also happen, which is invite someone else. And it's, it's into life with Christ. Because you want to give them that freedom that you found. Right. Exactly. Right? It's it's about bringing them into that life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, uh, freedom is very interesting here, right? Because I've invited people and they they've mm-hmm. said things uh, like, oh, I. I plan on doing something like Exodus ninety, mm-hmm. but 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 a modified version based right. off of how whatever they want or, or don't want to it's do. Like Jesus, I plan to kind of go to the cross, right? right. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah. I, I'm not going all the mm-hmm. way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a like, little bit of cross. Well, right. and, but I, I don't want to. I, I, I don't want to discourage this this idea because I understand like the intention is good, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they want to do something, and that could be a big step for them, right? I uh, mean, maybe. How, however, there is, uh, there is so much freedom in obedience. There is. Yeah, I think there's yes, there's there's a there's a middle ground we have to find here. I think, right? Like yes, like there is an ideal that that we know works. I know that there are a couple of men that we're inviting into our fraternity this year that might not start with the cold showers, right? But I think like getting them in as part of that conversation, I think eventually they're going to see. Wait, like I'm missing something here. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and then they're going to desire the rest of that journey, the offering of what that can be. I, I have a cool cold shower story I can I can talk about afterwards. A but, cool, okay. yeah, cold cool, shower yeah, story that, that was clever, nice. Um, but yeah, I think I think the value of bringing bringing a brother along, not just for you, but more importantly for him, and helping him come as he's ready, right? Like, and realize, like, gosh, if he starts on day eight, fine, right? Like, mm. bring him along. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a temptation for me in the beginning about like, no, you know, if you're not going to do the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's like all or nothing, you know. It's like a novena. It's like, oh, I missed day one. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do the novena. Holy right. Four exactly. of the St. Andrew prayer today. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. 14. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which honestly was helpful, like mm-hmm. in my own dedication to it, because right. it's like I'm doing it all or nothing and I'm not doing nothing. So I'm doing, you know, like, yeah, uh, but. And I brothers, you know, like I was that applying that same attitude along. to other people, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, and and the whole thing is what works, right? But the whole thing isn't what every man can enter into from day one either. Yeah, and I, I think there's, you know, every man is gonna and and you know fraternity is gonna find a unique journey through that mm-hmm. um, that they're gonna have to navigate together. Yeah, and that's part of that that fraternity aspect of it. That the fraternity is so important, and you know, like for instance, last year in our fraternity, we had one one guy who was doing it with us, who's a spiritual director. Um, advised him to not do some of the disciplines. Okay, I want his spiritual director. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> we all go to that guy. Yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> but you know, like, um, and that was great. You know, like he t- when he told us that, it's like nobody was like nobody was angry. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like no. that's awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, because he's doing it out. Of, he's doing it with a, an obedience to his spiritual director. You mm-hmm. know, it was just like. Again, I think it's not about checking the boxes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The goal here is that we all grow closer you're, to Christ. And you're supporting each other in that growth. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. not about checking the boxes, but at the same time, it's also like, don't, like, don't use that as an excuse right. to, like, not sign up. Yeah, you know, exactly. uh, Sign up. You, you don't, don't halfway do it. You know, like, go all the way. Um, because let's be honest, like, 
did your spiritual director tell you not to do some of the disciplines? Could <laughs> have to talk with him. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what is what has your wife said about Exodus ninety? Well, the first year uh, was twenty sixteen, and uh, it was my first year, my second year of formation. I had actually like she didn't even know I was doing it. Right? Like it was one of those things okay. like I was just kind of doing to try to become better myself for her. Uh-huh. Um, and in hindsight, I'm like, gosh, like I didn't even tell her I was doing this, which was weird. Uh, two years ago, the year of COVID, I did it with with a couple of other guys remotely. It was harder on her because that was when it was like, yeah, we're going to be serious about these Wednesdays and Fridays and the fast right. and the no meat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, what is it today? Um, so it is a couple's journey too, right? Like it's a whole family. To together. Like, it, it, oh my gosh. Because yeah. if, if you yeah. can't eat meat on Wednesdays, like yeah. no nobody's eating we- meat on Wednesdays. Yeah, you know? Suzanne's pretty good at like, okay, the boys can eat this, but dad can't. You know right? what? <laughs> so, I guess yeah. so you, that's different. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. have like little girls at home. Right. You have teenage boys. Mm-hmm. I guess that does kind of bring a different necessity of mealtime. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's very true. But um, I, I think navigating as a couple is super important. We do have this year, you know, at exodus90.com slash wives, um, a new wives guide to kind of help the wife navigate the journey of talking about it with her husband as well. Cause sometimes we're not good at like opening that door and having that conversation. So newsflash, right? So uh, the, my wife is like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, helping her like know some of the things to ask about, talk about to really make it more fruitful for both of you together. Um, so I think, you know, that that's going to be good and we'll help the wife kind of journey week to week along with the man. Um, so we're doing a little bit more to try to help that not be, uh, a, a, as difficult thing of a thing between the man and his wife, but actually be a fruitful thing that helps both of them. It is inevitable that your wife will be a part of the journey. Oh my gosh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because... If Even you, when she hears you screaming in the cold shower in the morning, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, it's not so much a scream as it is like a... Like, <laughs> that's, that's an offering, right? Yeah. Right. It's, it yeah. sounds you know, like, go back and, and watch uh, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> that scene when Han Solo is tortured, like, I don't know what they lower him onto the rack. Yeah. yeah. That is what it sounds that's, like. Those are the sounds you hear from outside the, the bathroom home. like ah! <laughs> anyway anyway sorry just want to be specific mm-hmm. uh, but it, you know it is inevitable that your wife's gonna be along with this um whether you're used to watching movies in the evening you mm-hmm. know um your own because you know like yeah, you're so married what you, well, you have you habits there? together yeah, suzanne, Su- so suzanne love like the evening like the boys go to bed couch time she likes to watch the news i'm like i know what's happening in the world i normally don't watch the news anyway Mm. because that becomes even more pronounced during exodus 90 because i'm like i'm not even going to sit there and watch the tv with her what is that's actually yielded is like occasionally we'll find other ways to get the news and we'll actually just sit there on the couches and talk that's a freedom that we didn't have before Mm. right like and we've we've journeyed into that together through this thing that i was doing um so that that's part of the beauty of it i think for the couple too yeah, I think that it's so important as you go, as you realize the asceticisms that you're going to be undertaking, the things that you're going to be doing, obviously with 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 your your fraternity, but to write down when you when you start out with that, ask what, what's your why, you mm-hmm. know, uh, about that. Remind yourself throughout those cold showers right before that. Be very specific on the grace in which you you wish to obtain for your wife mm-hmm. or for your cho- for for your sons or for your daughters. You know, like uh, you know, I I, I you know I, I pray for. Th- the grace of patience for my wife today or, or, or for some, some mm-hmm. th- something, whatever she's, you know, she's Good struggling decisions with for this son. In this right. Yeah. For, this, for, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. kind of thing that he strives for, for goodness today, mm-hmm. you know, things mm-hmm. like that. It makes the sacrifice so much more fruitful. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it's and, just a diet. Or and it's and more endurable. Yeah. It's right. the mm-hmm. joy. This is the actual, like we were talking about, that, that, yeah, that whole, right. that whole yeah. uh, you know, quote mm-hmm. that we were talking about, the joy mm-hmm. and penance. It has to go hand in hand. And it's like, how is how can you be joyful when you're suffering? Right. Well, this is this is what Christianity is, right? Is 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 the joy of the cross. Yeah. So this is the cold shower story that I have from our fraternity last year. We had a guy that um, was was that his mother passed away about a month into Exodus ninety unexpectedly, very quickly. Mm. He the whole time had been talking about cold showers were the hardest part for him. Um, as a fraternity, one of the men said, "This week, what we're going to ease because each week the fraternity can choose something to ease. We're going to ease the cold showers, but we're each still going to take a cold shower." We're going to give it to him. So when we were able to tell him, we're giving you a whole week of hot showers, when we knew that was the hardest thing, um, and his, you know, he was journeying through this loss with his mother, the offering of that as a fraternity, man, the way that that brought us together and really amplified the meaning mm. of the sacrifice, that touched me in a way that a few things in my life have. Hmm. What did he say about that? Not much, right? Yeah, like I mean, just, what can yeah, you say? I exactly. Mean, like, yeah, just like the... Like it just brought him closer to it brought us all closer together. Yeah. Right. In that journey. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. the, the sacrifice for another is what brings people that's, together. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. This is the beauty of the Christian life. Exactly. Again. Mm-hmm. And the point of fraternity. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why you're there to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And it was concrete and real. I think also another thing that you, you need to like just mentally prepare for is that I'm going to be very honest. Mm hmm. I think that a lot of times we, you know, we can go into it and be like, yeah, I kind of fudged here or I kind of like did that, but like, I'm not going to bring that up to, to my, my fraternity. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. This is also about like, you, you know, the virtue of honesty, like to, yeah. to grow in, in, in the virtue of honesty and be like, listen, I did do this. I did mess up here or I did mm-hmm. struggle here. Yep. So that yeah. your, your brothers can be intentional and offer those up. Mm-hmm. Throughout the week for them, for for you, and you're going to find they're going to offer to offer those things for you. They're yeah. going to coach you. They're going to support you on it. They're going to be there right behind you. Yep. And I, I think you'll find if you're not honest, your ability to progress like is greatly diminished. Mm-hmm. You might know, oh, I still need to work on here. But if you're not honest with it, your fraternity, right? You just won't. I think you will. You find it's a struggle right. to do better, and you're going to know it. Right. Yeah. Right. Deacon, thanks so much for for your time. We're out of time on the radio but if you go check out catholicmanshow.com you check out this podcast and all the other ones we've done in the last six and a half years we're on the lord's team the winning side so raise your glass cheers to jesus so just out out, out of curiosity Mm -hmm. what is what was the one thing that you were not prepared for when you did exodus 90 last it's funny because it's been different each time. Mm-hmm. Last time was the first time I did it in a real in-person fraternity. So that, that like the brothers supporting each other in a real way was new for me. Mm. Um, personally, I was surprised by how much the, the, the no snacking between meals, the no sweets, like the food stuff was so hard for me last year in a way that it hadn't been the two years prior. Really? And I don't know what it was, but it was like last year that's what, that's what God wanted to touch me with. Um, and that's, that's part of what Man. I'm looking forward to this year. I hope he doesn't touch me that way this year. <laughs> he, will. he will. No more candy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what was your, what's yours, Dave? My hardest thing? Yeah, the it's thing that the, you... No, no, no. no not, that surprised me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the first year was definitely the prayer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what... I knew that that was going to be hard. Um, it was... 
harder in a way that I didn't expect. But the thing that really surprised me about it was um, how fruitful it was. You know, because um, I, before I did Exodus the first time, I prayed. You know, mm-hmm. I had a prayer life. So I thought, you know, and I did. I thought, you did. I yeah. got up in the morning. I said these prayers, but mm-hmm. I, my li- my prayer life was strictly devotions and devotional pr- and devotional mm-hmm. prayers, which are good. Mm-hmm. Those things are good, um, but they're not the heart of prayer. Mm-hmm. They are good um, satellites to your prayer life. Um, good things to add, you know, to um, add vigor or spice, if you will, to the mm-hmm. that relationship you have with Christ. Um, add, you know, add new facets to those things, but the heart of your prayer should be contemplative, should be silent. Mm-hmm. That just, you know, like quiet time where you really—it's just you're bearing yourself in your soul, to, and God helps you truly look at yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as uh, you can get there, acknowledging it's a journey that yes. not many men have started. Because yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. I started doing it three years ago, and I'm better at it today, probably. Um, you know. I, I, you know, go through kind of natural ebbs and flows in my prayer life. Um, I'm consistent, you know, no matter how I feel about my own prayer life, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, but yes, uh, you know, it's a habit, just mm-hmm. like anything. Or you, you practice anything for three years, you're going to get better at it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that, that was what surprised me was um, just like, wow, how fruitful that, that time of prayer was, even just 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of I think mine was uh day like 55, day 60. When I really like eating in between meals for me is not like not a big deal. I, I a he lot of times it doesn't really eat much anyway. I, like a lot of times I'll be like, "Oh, it's four o'clock and I haven't eaten anything today. You know, it's embarrassing. Like, we go out to eat. Wednesdays and Fridays are easy. For he's, he's not. Yeah, even, it's actually not that that yeah. tough. He's How, not even man enough to finish like a plate at a restaurant. It's embarrassing. Uh, but what? What what would catch me is the desire to still do those things when I wasn't like when I knew I wasn't when I wasn't going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like realizing like oh I, like I'm on this, but now I want to do it, and then I actually had this temptation to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized oh wow my appetites are a lot louder than what I realized mm-hmm. because it's not even that I actually desire this; it's that I. I know that I'm not going to do it, and now I'm entertaining the idea of doing it. Now, like that—that's it's a terrible it, place to be. You it know? tunes you into it more, and, right. and it helps you realize it actually is a spiritual battle too. Mm-hmm. Like it, like yeah. most of us don't realize like th- this is the spiritual battle playing out in you in that moment. Then too, right? Yeah. That's exactly right. And this, mm-hmm. and like, it was a very real moment for me of, mm-hmm. of realizing. Oh, it's not necessarily that I'm attached to, to eating in between meals. It's that I I want this. Th- I have this desire to to do it, and I want to do it on my own terms. It's this right. lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. It, you it's know, it's, it's, it's it's a go- yeah. It, it's myself governing myself instead of mm-hmm. uh, allowing myself to be free in in this in this moment. Exactly. Can I ask you an inside baseball question? Uh, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> well, yes, you can. You may. But I might give an answer. Not answer. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How much do you make before taxes? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Has there been any discussions to add something like weekly confession to the Exodus ninety program or monthly confession? You know, like um, something like that to the program. There are moments in it in the app. At least last year, where it encourages. Yes, like, yeah. There, week, I, I believe there was a, there were right. like three times. Right. 
at least, yeah. which that that would be monthly. You know, it's mm-hmm. 90 days. So, exactly. I mean, it does. With the math. Yeah. Right. Mm. I, I'm, a finance, I'm a finance guy. So, uh, you, can, you don't even need your calculator. Mm-hmm. Just trust me. Um, yeah, so it does do that. I just didn't know if there was any thought about, you know, making that a discipline, even you know, more. like, uh, mm. you know, it's like, hey, you know, you have to do it. Um, just, just, I was just curious. It's interesting. No, I, not that we've talked about. Uh-huh. It would be worth talking about a little bit, perhaps. I if, think, you, if you're going to do it, I think you'd have to do it like weekly, right? You I, know, like well, part of it depends upon what you have available to you too, mm-hmm. right? Oh, like true. we were, we were lucky in our parish where our pastor was. You know, we always met after a weekly you know, period of adoration. We all kind of had a holy hour available to us, and our pastor said, "Once a month, I'll be there for you guys to have confession before your fraternity meeting." So, you know, it kind of blessing. Depends on, exactly. Like, yeah, good, and not all fraternities have that yeah. available. So, why don't you talk? True. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the new members of, not, I mean, you're a new member of mm-hmm. Exodus 90, but you also just hired somebody. We, yeah, we've hired several. A, yeah, several yeah, people. Yeah, 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 we've been growing quite a bit. Um, uh, Dr. Stout, who wants us to call him Jared, but I still feel <laughs> compelled to call him Dr. Stout. Um, uh, amazing man, right? Like, also on mission, like, knows. Um, helping to reshape culture in the way that, that God desires culture to be, um, flows through the, the, the father and through the man, um, is on mission as our content director. Uh, and, um, we've added a, a growth manager to help us like help lean into dioceses and parishes and help support them better. Um, gosh, I'm going to forget. Guys. Yeah, I mean, Nick's, me Nick's, doing, Nick's, oh, doing Nick's, phenomenal Nick's been there. Job. Nick's awesome. Yeah. With growth. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we we will continue, I think, in the coming months to grow as the Holy Spirit allows. Um, this is a, a mission that's super important in the world. We we want to reach a million men in the next ten years. Uh, in about five hundred years, we want an entire liturgical season that is orange uh, that leads up to Easter. <laughs> Um, that is helping support the men of the world. Brilliant, so brilliant. We'll get there. A million in mm-hmm. ten years—that's that's nothing. Well, thank you. I think in ten years you'll have a million mm-hmm. men doing Exodus ninety. And wouldn't it be awesome to see all those men come together with all the men of the Council of Man and just be yeah. a brotherhood? I yeah. mean, that that is mm-hmm. very conceivable to me that in ten years a million people would be doing Exodus ninety that year. Well, and to hear you say that just makes me think the impact that that will have on the, the church and the world. Exponential, baby. You know, yep. like... And on families, most importantly, and homes. Yeah. I mean, think about how mm-hmm. Exodus 90 has only been around. It's not... I mean, it's like yeah. not that long. Mm-hmm. It's The growth has been exponential. And mm-hmm. I mean... And God willing, will continue to be. The, th- the thing is, when you, when you got gold, everybody wants it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why invite a brother. That's right. right. Like That's in, right. Invite a brother along. The other thing we didn't talk about is the exercise guides, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, okay, before you do, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys have the exor- exercise guides now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, two years ago, had uh, Pat Flynn come up with uh, exercise guides for the Council That's of Man. That's right. I remember that. And yeah. It, and it, yeah. Was, it stemmed from, because mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago, or last year even, we had, uh, what is one, one... I just like to know about the different conversations we've had about whether some things will work out or not. Yeah, we may or Working may not out. have talked about okay. that already. Work out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we we have to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but but uh, we had a lot of uh, council of man guys like do remote or like you know form fraternities, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that we kept hearing back, I think we had like. 12, 13, 14 different fraternities yeah. mm-hmm. uh, from the council of man. But one of the things feedback we got was like. Some of them did not know, mm-hmm. like how, like 
the proper way to exercise, like what exercise right. looked like. Uh, some of them have never been into a gym. Yeah. Some of them have never been mm-hmm. taught. Didn't have you know a, maybe a dad that that taught them. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would be hard. If, that is intimidating. If you never yeah. exercised. Your whole fraternity maybe is in that boat. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. And like you're mm-hmm. like looking around and you're know. seeing like, all these different uh, exercises and machines. Yeah. And, like, like these, what am I supposed to pay for these, a gym membership this, now? This guy, you know, this guy like, looks really. You know, yeah. like these yeah. guys know what they're doing. I don't. It's I don't like, want to look silly. You, you know, might go to the gym. It's like, oh, it's going to be four hundred bucks for you to join the gym. It's like I'm not going to pay. I'm you just 400. doing Exodus night. I'm not right. supposed to make extra expenses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. But so we had we had Pat Flynn uh, mm-hmm. do an eight part series on how to. Uh, I'm sorry, five part series on how to like like properly use mm-hmm. a kettlebell mm-hmm. and like what like how to exercise with a kettlebell. Right. Keep it simple. Um, and that he was likes one, like kettlebells. Yeah. yeah it's kind of a big, fetish for I'm kettlebells. For I mean, um, so. Uh, but the reason why we did that is because guys didn't like. We just have just no know. idea. So I'm really excited to hear about this new exercise program that yeah. you guys put together. Well, yeah. so we were just talking about this the other day. So the guys at HyperoFit, uh, which is a, a Catholic exercise kind of fitness ministry, um, have put together a set of 17 week exercises uh, for guys that don't have access to a gym, like stuff you can do at home, and 17 weeks for guys that do have access to a gym. Um, that you know, I even asked. I said, "Man, I have not exercised since last year's Exodus 90. It's embarrassing. I'm sorry, right? Um, and I know, like, that's going to be a key hallmark for me this year is you know getting back into that. Um, will this be a good starting point for me? And the answer was yes. So you know, wherever you are on that journey, that's that's one of the benefits for, you know for the Exodus Plus members this year is you know these modules around just like how to fulfill that asceticism of the, that recurring exercise through the 90 as well. Um, so if you you have no idea where to start, we'll help you. So. How does Exodus 90 define exercise? <laughs> that's a does loaded. It, that's it, a loaded question. I think it is, it is a little bit in my the way I, it, for me in my case. <laughs> Given the people in this room, it is a loaded question. But Exodus 90 has a lot of, you know what? The accidents of, uh, what are the accidents we found, versus the essence? When we got on Exodus 90, we essence. found like a Q&A that actually right. answered a lot mm-hmm. of the debates we were having within mm-hmm. our own fraternity. Like, Podcast. is juice, Audible. Right, no sweet drink. Is juice drinks. a sweet drink? Is oh, juice yeah. a sweet right. drink? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, but it's, you can eat fruit, but you can't drink juice. You know, it's like, yes. You know, and I just we were just glad that. That someone at, at Exodus made these decisions, so it's mm-hmm. like, yep, that's what it says. Yeah, we don't so have to have the We don't have to have this debate. <laughs> well, anyway, so, otherwise, it's like, look, our fraternity is going to shred itself apart over <laughs> over juice. It's part <laughs> of the joy of the journey. Right. Or what is exercise? Right. And it wasn't even that any of us wanted to drink juice. <laughs> it was just like a philosophical debate. Like, no, I think you know. <laughs> so Juan is wondering what exercise is. Juan, no, egg- no, no, I'm not <laughs> going to say that. No. I'm not going to say that. I want to know what it is so that I can enforce it upon. <laughs> Him I think later. your fraternity needs to talk about that. No, I want you to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask you this. Does rocking a baby count as exercise? No. Definitively, no. Uh, rocking for- a baby is extremely important. It can contribute to your contemplative prayer. What if you rock a baby for like three hours? What's your heart rate get to? <laughs> Very high. <laughs> How about, there's how about, a bigger problem. Think, right, yeah, exactly. yeah. How about Suzanne, seven we hours? Another baby. Yeah. <laughs> how about seven hours straight of rocking a baby? Wow. Yeah. What yeah. about seven hours if, straight if of rocking a baby? How heavy is the baby? Newborn. <laughs> very newborn. I, I, very, very newborn. I just remember when a certain person who will go unnamed in our fraternity brought this up. I I looked at him and I said, Juan. <laughs> 
as I remember, Dr. Ray last If you're comfortable counting this as exercise, if your manhood will let you count rocking this baby as exercise, you go right ahead and count it. Seven hours, bro. Seven hours. You redefine that exercise, he's going to redefine the cold shower one. No, cold shower was the other way around. Okay. David used to get it warm oh, and then this is bring not it, tattletale hours and then yeah, bring it down gosh. and then bring it down Jeez. enough to rest cold and I was like no bro you have to just start cold and he was like no that's not what it says and then we went to the Q&A remember? and then we found it and, and, and I, then we found yeah, that there was a yeah, difference like, between a cold right. and a cool mm, job you are right so we're gonna have to keep that Q&A intact you, have, you need to expand you need, important you need to take diplomacy. all the money <laughs> you have and define and, exercise and, and, and like invest it in the Q&A uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Uh, I think there are some men out there who are doing, who are going to embark on this journey um, on January 9th, and their sons are thinking about doing it mm -hmm. as well. Uh, what would you What would you say to those to those guys? Yeah. So uh, my boys are 17, 15, 13, and ten. Um, the 13 year old and 10 year old last year asked if they could be part of that with me. And what we had, what we decided in our house was they each picked one or two of the asceticisms that were going to become their thing. And their first question was like, Oh wait, this is more than Lent. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is the whole, the, I'm doing the 90 days. You guys yeah. are going to do the 90 days with me. So they each picked an asceticism. Um, my youngest occasionally when he wakes up, will come downstairs to our chapel uh, where I'm normally in my holy hour and he will join me for that. So a lot of times I will actually intentionally save my Exodus reflection for the day until yep. the end, just in case he joins me so I can read it with him. So I think maybe picking one or two of the asceticisms that they can join with you as a dad um, becomes a good journey to take together. What? Well, let me ask you this, because you have you have boys at, at mm -hmm. the right ages. What are there any of the asceticisms that you think are not appropriate for like a, a seventeen year old? That's that's a tricky question. We actually kind of avoid that, right? Like, because because Exodus is for men. Um, okay. However, like we are aware, seventeen like, is like it's really close. It is. You know? I know. So my well, to be honest and transparent, my fifteen year old goes to a Catholic high school where they do Exodus um, for the guys and magnify for the girls. Um, and he, I believe, is going to do Exodus this year. A lot of the, the athletes, he's on the, the basketball team. Okay. Um, they, they, I, I believe that they only change the uh, the fasting asceticism. And what they instead do is like so many calories a day, the way that has to work for you, right? So like the important thing is like, especially at that age, developmentally, yeah. mm -hmm. like you need certain stuff. So, you know, they, sure. they've been teaching those guys in, on those teams. Enough Especially about, if you're an athlete. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, that, that's, that is different. Yeah. How to manage that. So they give that guideline. But to be fair, that's almost like medicine. I mean, it's like, I don't want to. That's unofficial like, exodus answer, though. Yeah. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was really asking, like, mm -hmm. Deacon and Father sure. Halbrook mm -hmm. that question. Excited more, more about than, Matthew taking that journey with me this right. year and yeah, in a, in a smart way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it does seem like, yeah, so some of the dietary things, you might need to, you know, like take kid by kid. Because mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're not an athlete, maybe you don't need right. to be snacking between meals. Mm -hmm. um, it would certainly be hard. It would have been a lot harder for me as a 17-year-old, mm -hmm. even though I was not an athlete, mm -hmm. to not oh, eat yeah. between meals than mm -hmm. it is now. Um, but hey, you know, it's like I needed discipline at 17 mm -hmm. a lot more than I need it now, you know, because I had, you know, it's like... yeah. More things that I needed. I just needed it more. So I, I was just curious what you thought about that because... Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on the other way? Let's say uh, that you are a guy who, who's been doing exercise or, or going to do it this year mm -hmm. and would like to get your father involved. 
that's actually an interesting question because I, I am still discerning inviting my own dad. And um, my brother was in my fraternity last year, which was awesome, but bringing my dad along. Um, actually, I think my dad would really, really enjoy it. Um, he'd probably be like, man, guys, this is easy. <laughs> like, knowing my dad, I'm like, great, man. I had <laughs> Showing me up again, dad. Uh, <laughs> but as it should be, right? Um, I'd say, you know, along those lines of like, invite a man that you think, you know, could somehow benefit. I think every man has some aspect of freedom that he can still gain. So sure. don't, one of the things I really learned big time last year was don't put limits on who the Holy Spirit is telling you to invite. Hmm. Right, like the Holy Spirit gave me names that I initially like didn't write down, and then when I wrote them down, they became some of the some of the best members of our fraternity, and I'm so thankful I didn't block the Holy Spirit's work there. So I I just ask him, invite him along that journey with you. Hmm. I think a lot of times it just is a matter of like having the courage just to ask. Mm-hmm. We don't have that language today as yeah. fathers and sons a lot of the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the father son though. My question is around like that vulnerability side that you have with your mm-hmm. with your brotherhood. It's like showing that with your son. Well, right? where's the line there? I think it's different with me inviting my father versus me inviting my son. And yeah. I actually talked about this on our parish leaders webinar a couple weeks ago. Like I would not bring my son in his high school fraternity into our fraternity because there are things that we talk about in our fraternity that they're not at that point in life yet, mm-hmm. right? Where they've experienced or, or challenged by some of those things, I think. And vice versa, I mean. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that we have unique needs. I do think like with my dad coming in. Um, That's different. It is, yeah. It's, so, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any last thoughts or shout outs or anything that you want to make sure to, to say? Man, just, I mean. What was the, what was the mm-hmm. website for the wives guide? Uh, exodus90.com slash wives mm-hmm. w-i-v-e-s um, and then the exercise uh, will be in in the app for the Exodus Plus members I know that's year. a very common yeah. you were saying earlier oh it's a there's very also a gift you can gift Exodus 90 to you people can. yeah you that's can a very still, important yeah I don't remember the URL of that but yeah you can gift just reach out to our support team they're mm-hmm. really good at responding to that so like if you want to invite a man and like support him coming along you can pay for that and they'll they'll send you you know his access to it also, yep. uh, discount for college students. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the next week at Seek at a yeah. Seek conference. At if you Seek happen conference. to be at a Seek yep. conference, mm-hmm. you better make sure to find the Exodus ninety booth. It's going to be big. It's going to be the whole RV. We're going to have a tailgate at Seek. In I know Seek we have a lot week. of mm-hmm. college kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids, I'm calling them kids. We're all at that point. I, I think, think when I was in college, I still called them college <laughs> kids, though. I think my 17 year old calls college kids kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So all right, mm-hmm. that's fine. Make sure if you're going to seek, make sure to find Exodus 90. Please uh, do. It'll be it's where the party's at. Mm-hmm. Deegan, I am very grateful for your uh, sacrifice uh, to, to, to get up to to get down here to uh, to take. I mean, yes, you, thank you. You went you went from Pacers game last night uh, <laughs> to drive home at 1 a.m to waking up and driving uh, here to Tulsa just to be able to talk about Exodus 90 with us, and I'm uh, incredibly grateful for that. Thank you guys for for allowing us to be here. Really grateful to be here after all these years. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Cheers. Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. 
Inspired with this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen.